0: Hey, everybody. We are back with our weekly podcast. It's Carrie and myself, and this is kind of our weekly follow-up to our series, You, Me, and God. Carrie, what is You, Me, and God? What is that series all about?
1: (laughs) Uh, We are talking about the Enneagram, which is a personality tool, and we've been going through... The personality tool, it has the nine different numbers, nine different personality types roughly. And we're going through those kind of as a way to, as we keep talking about, to understand ourselves better, to understand how to relate to other people better and have compassion for other people. Mm-hmm. And then obviously just to, to be able to connect with God and know how to to grow spiritually. And we're having so much fun with this. We are. I am.
0: Are you? (laughs) I'm having a blast. Um, you know, we knew going in, of course, we talked about this, like, like some people, this isn't their thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. Um, I still think there's so much value even, you know, on our, in our weekly talks, you know, when we start talking about, um, You know, what I've been trying to do anyway is is bring in, like, certain Bible characters. I know you did that this past week as well. Mm -hmm. Tell a little bit about their story and how that might fit into the scheme of things. And also just, like, these big picture ideas about uh, my big joke has been, like, you're not difficult. You're just complex, you know? Yeah. But based off that Psalm 139 verse, it just talks about how God has created everybody so uniquely and individually. Mm -hmm. um, And recognizing that, respecting that. Yeah. and I don't know. I guess what I where I was going with that, and what I wanted to say is, I really feel like I was telling someone today. <clears throat> this is like to me, like we're we're like pouring foundation, like laying groundwork mm-hmm. as as people who want to follow Jesus. Of just like, okay, there's some baseline things I think we need to be doing and need to know and keep working on. And um, I just put it in that category, so I would put it in like the discipleship category like this series and again i know that might be a stretch for some people but i really don't think it is i I just i think it is so important in how we follow god that we know about ourselves right absolutely and it's just one tool there are many tools out there um i'll say one more thing i think what we're drawn to about it is it's it's this is gonna sound weird it's almost like the enneagram more than any other tool almost points out some of the shadow side of ourselves Mm -hmm. way more than like like, like strengths finder or something, which makes us feel really good. But right. this is again another part of the discipleship thing of really being able to recognize like that maybe the sin in our life or the problems that we the the, the concepts or things that we might wrestle with. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts. To yeah. Add to well, that, but... I
1: would only add two. You know, it's interesting. We've talked about doing parenting series. We've talked yeah, about yeah, doing yeah. a marriage series or something like that. And I think what's great about this series, at least in my own my own home, my own family during this series is I feel like it has touched on both my communication with my spouse has changed through this series. Um I'm really becoming more aware and attuned to what my, my kids and their personality and their needs. And so even if if that's been the case for you, like we'd love to hear stories. We'd love to hear yeah. um kind of kind of the conversations maybe you're having. Yep. that have been helpful for you, but I know yeah, that's sure. how it's helped me the most. And we
0: keep saying too, like if people have questions about any anything and everything related to Enneagram, we don't claim to be experts, but we would love to tackle those and talk about those in this podcast. So you can go to um, cthope.com slash Enneagram and on there, there's a form that you could submit you know, your different questions and we would love to be able to talk about that. And that is the other cool thing I think like about what's happening in this series and with people in our church. like. Positive or negative, people are talking about it, mm-hmm. and I think that's a really, really good thing. And yeah. I and I've just seen that happen. So um, yeah, so we're having fun with it. Yeah. Um, and Thanks I know it's for sticking I, it out with we us. We are, yeah. And we're, I was going to say it's long. I I yeah. know that, um, but uh, we're doing our best to try to uh, you know keep things moving and keep things interesting. So today, um, really, I'm interviewing you more than anything because we're talking about the Enneagram Type Three. Which we call the performer or some people might call it the motivator or there's a few different words yeah. in there.
1: We get a lot of names. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, but just maybe talk to us about like the big picture. Like, I don't know, like what is it distinct about that personality? Maybe some motivations, things you struggle with, but then we'll get into the weeds and some of that stuff too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess the, the big picture for the three is kind of as the name performer or achiever suggests, it's, you're kind of, you're very, you're very driven. You're very goal focused. Um, the interesting thing about the three is they're, they're both goal focused and very aware of people. So they're, they're relational. They have, they're great at connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, actually that triad we're teaching in triads, right? Yes.
0: Um, is really the most relational triad I would say yeah, the entire Yes. And you know, people, people oriented. Absolutely.
1: Right? Um, and so the three um, kind of wants to project or pe- have people perceive them in a positive light. Um, they want to, you know, um, again, as far as achieving success, we talked about, I talked a little bit in the message about how, you know, it might not be success according to the world's necessarily like the world standards, but it could be, you know, if you're a stay at home parent, you might want to be like the very best version of that, the Pinterest perfect version of that, or mm-hmm. if you're in a corporate position, you know, so again, it could, it could vary by what you do or maybe even uh, the people around you and how they define success. Yep. Uh, but that's important to threes to be seen as successful, to be able to put on sort of a likable or um, valuable yeah. version of themselves. Yeah. Um And
0: that's all well and good, but what's the shadow sides of like, yes, that personality?
1: yes. So the, the core sin of the Enneagram three is deceit. And I talked a little bit too about how it's, it's maybe sometimes putting a spin on things for other people, you know, putting failures in a positive light
0: wanting to look better than maybe the reality is kind of a
1: deal. Right. Um, but I think it can also be really the biggest challenge I think is that you're, you can deceive yourself because sometimes you're trying so hard to be so many things to all these different people that you can, you kind of just, forget or don't realize like who you're actual, who you, who you are at core. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think I relate a little bit to that type nine that we talked about the, um, the peacemaker because they can kind of fall asleep to their preferences or their goals. And I think in a little bit of the same way, the threes can kind of fall asleep to, to who they really are.
0: Well, actually like, so, so again, what's important, I know we keep saying this, but what's important with Enneagram is you do interact with several different numbers first of all you have like the number on the side of your primary number which yes, is called the wing wings. Um, but then there's also a couple numbers you would go to in stress or unhealth maybe some people call it disintegration um and then other numbers you go to when you're really he- healthy you take on characteristics of another number so with the three you actually do take on the like the negative aspects of of the nine
1: yes so, oh that's true yeah that's true.
0: Uh, which you talked about, you know, you just you could kind of actually maybe become, like, if you're not in a good space. As I understand, it, I'm not putting mm-hmm. words in your mouth, but um, if you're not in a good space, and, and and you're and you're not maybe in the healthiest spot, you can kind of tend to shut off a little bit, be a little bit more, um, I don't know, uh, withdrawn. Yes, in some ways. Yep,
1: and I can see that. I can see that for myself.
0: Disinterested, and th- sure, you know, kind of move on and just be like, oh, "I'm done with that." Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, one of the things we've been talking a lot about, as in this room, as we do our podcast, is like, well, how we relate with people, right? So, um, as a spouse or partner or parent, um. Talk about how that works. You have a you have a nine husband. Yes, which but,
1: which by the way, someone sent me an article this week and said that one of the best numbers for a three to marry is a nine. Why? Talk to me. Because the nine, so the nine's ability to to just be able to be still and rest and not have to be constantly going, um, is they they can help the three to really be able to relax. And I've totally seen that in my relationship. I'll be going, 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 and Jeff at the end of the day will be like you can just sit. You don't have to do anything else and he's very good, I think, also at affirming that he loves me just for who I am and not for what I'm doing. Um and then 9s tend to be very supportive. They're very like agreeable and so I think I've seen that in my relationship with him. He um he really does. He wants to encourage, he wants to support. He wants to to be there for me um yeah. as you know. So he's he's happy to like encourage me in my goals but also help me find the other side of myself and just turn it off and relax.
0: Yeah. How about as a parent, like, um, being a three parent, what are the things that like you struggle with? Would you say?
1: So I mentioned this a little bit with the, within the message. I, I do think, um, I think I, as much as I love people, I do get very task focused. And when I look at my kids, when I was thinking about this, I'm very good at looking at each kid and saying, "Okay, this kid right now, man, they're struggling in school. Let me get them a 504. Let me get them. Do they need a counselor? Do they need a and almost not that I treat them like projects, but I can be very good at like, okay, here's the list of things I need to do for that kid. And I I think I show my love to my kids in that way. But then it can be really hard for me just to sit and spend time with my kids mm-hmm. sometimes. And that sounds awful to say, but I think I can get so focused on, oh, I'm doing these things for my kids. Um, and what they really need sometimes is just for me to, to shut all the other things off and be with them. And that's that's hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so you're in a, kind of a, well, you have been in a crazy season of life. Yeah. Which probably, if I'm going to take a guess out there, is not maybe that. Um. Uh, what's the word? It uh, like it seems to me like threes might get themselves into that situation because they're trying to
1: yeah
0: do 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 achieve 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 right right. So you're um uh, not only doing all the other things, in, but in at home and at work, and then you're getting your degree, and now you're going to seminary, like all that yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> um. So it seems like, like. That's exactly what a three is doing. They're pursuing, 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 which is awesome. Yeah, which is awesome, but having that time to chill and relax. And it's funny because I was, I've been, um, I so as a one, and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I feel like there are some of the same similar struggles with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually, I'm going to talk about that this week when we talk about twos. To that that um. So it just seems like there's a lot of these numbers that, and this is the thought that hit me today, that we need to stop and take a breath and we need to rest sometimes. And partially that's for perspective too. Like we need to stop and step back and take perspective on things. Um, And it was just interesting to me that that thought hit me today because it seems so many of these numbers come back to that and we're in such a world and a society that, like, is so go, 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 right. do, 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 that I do think, as a Christian, we fall into that and neglect time with God. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make it? Yeah, sense? Yeah, I know that that
1: can be one of the first things that goes sometimes, and really that has to be the, I mean, that's the centerpiece, that's the focal um, for all the numbers, you know, that time with God, Um and i really do think that each number at some level each personality like the enemy knows what whatever whatever our weakness is there's always a part of that weakness that can pull us away from god or pull us away from trusting in him um or um a part of our personality that that where we try to do things on our own and so i think I, I think i'm recognizing that too um in this in this series um like what do we, each of us kind of need to lay down in order to trust god more
0: yeah so talking about that, like, again, one of the things we're trying to emphasize for people is um, we might hear from God in different ways, depending on our personality. Yep. Um, we might have, like, different, and I think you mentioned this Sunday, too, like, paths that lead us maybe towards God more than others and, and maybe some of that introspection yeah. and stuff. So talk about that for you. What does that look like? Yeah.
1: Um. I think at different times, again, different seasons of my life, it's looked a little different. I am definitely a journaler, and I don't know if that's more of my type four, um, which is more of like the romantic, the creative person. Um, I think one thing I like about journaling is that my – so I'll actually sit down and I'll I'll just pray and ask God to give me, you know, thoughts that, that he has, you know, for me or for my life or whatever or for the day, and then I'll just write down what I think he's saying or what I'm, you know, feeling that he's putting on my heart. Um, I think what that helps me to do at one level is I can get so distracted. I can, like, if I'm praying, I can be like, oh, there's 50 things I need to be doing and I can get, it's really easy for, it's really easy for me to get distracted and it's hard for me to sit and be still with God. So I think writing down things um, helps me to stay focused and it helps me to feel like I'm connecting with God. Um, I definitely think also for me, I know like other numbers, um, being in nature, being outside, being Um, maybe because I so easily am attuned to what other people are thinking. Sometimes I really do have to just get away to be with God where I don't feel like I'm – does that make sense? Like I'm not with other people where I have to worry what anyone's thinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. um, Again, I don't want to give too much away, but like this triad – um, is is the heart or the feeling triad, mm-hmm. which is the most people oriented um, place to be.
1: Yeah,
0: in the enneagram, right. right? So I do think a lot of what we talk about motivations and even like the sins that we might struggle with uh, often have to do with people um, and how we interact with people. Of course, <clears throat> always with ourselves as well, but. Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I think maybe maybe more than other numbers, you have to work harder for some of that alone. Yeah, you know. Yes, I don't know. No, I'm I think surmising it's surmising there, but I think it's true. Surmising, it's a good word, right? It is a good word. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you t- you mentioned wings, so you're a three with a four wing. Yes. So what? How does that make you even more unique, Carrie?
1: Wow, it makes <laughs> me more more complicated, complex. What did you say we are? Complex.
0: We're, You're wonderfully complex.
1: Um, yeah, I mentioned this also a little bit in this in the service, but I, yeah, the the four craves authenticity, and I think actually gets a little annoyed with people that aren't. And the the three again is trying to kind of put on a little bit of this. So it, yeah, it's almost like this clash of right so, things, right? So I was thinking about this. I think for myself. 'Cause I, I don't think people would call me necessarily a fake person. I don't think I give off that vibe constantly. I almost think what it's more curated. It's like I want to be vulnerable and I will be very vulnerable, but then I'm also very aware of which parts of me to present in which uh which situations, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um and maybe that's like a constantly like running through my mind. Um and I wish it wasn't. I wish it wasn't, but it is. So <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think, I think there's a part of me that's like, let me be vulnerable. And then I'm like, was that too vulnerable? Let me like, you know, um, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting, even like, like this week I was showing my husband a Facebook message interaction and I, I'm like trying to read between the lines of what people are saying and how they're perceiving me and how I need to respond so that they continue to think of me as a good person. And Jeff's like, I would have just answered them this way. Like I would have given them a simple answer. Right. No fluff. Right. I wouldn't have been so it worried. Sounds like you have
0: to like really, you because just by personality, you work hard to make sure people have the
1: right. Right. right, even thing. when they're not. I think a lot of times people don't even care. Right, that's, they that's don't our care point. At all. Is, and he'd
0: be like, it's so obvious. It's yes. It. But you're like, no, I gotta, right. I gotta make sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and I think it has gotten me into trouble. I've met a couple people that later were like, yeah, when I first met you, I wasn't sure I liked you or that I, like not, Um, I almost think, I almost wonder if I come off sometimes, like when I first meet people, like a little, um, yeah, I don't maybe know. it is an, an authentic seeming, I don't know, but...
0: I just I've known you for so long that I don't even remember my
1: awkward leaks out and then <laughs> <laughs> that's my I can't help that that's
0: Yeah, no. Uh that's good. Um and I'm looking here at the chart in growth and health you go to the 6 number which is I think the loyalist. Okay. I forget what the yeah, so let's, I'm going to actually, I'm going I'm to read spend it It's been so here. long
1: I forget what a healthy version of myself is. Um, Let's see, let's see.
0: Give me a second here. I'm going to look that up because I always find that fascinating. Because, again, um, one of the things that's interesting about doing something like this is that I I want to keep pushing people back towards health. Like, we we could look at right. all these, but right. that's really the goal, Right. All we have the shadow side, and we have these things by nature, but we also have the responsibility to live mm-hmm. in a way that um, that uh, you know we're surrendering all that to God. And when we're in that space, in that healthy space, yep. All right. So the six is the loyalist. Um, and uh, they become more more security oriented, right? So yep. that comes back to kind of what you said of like, I'm not sure what people might think. And right. Maybe more you become more self, uh, yeah, uh, secure in just yes. who you are and what you're about. Um,
1: if I remember correctly, I think I think we also become more like team uh, yep. big picture focused rather than just, Trying to make ourselves look good yep. or trying to. I think
0: I know what I know about the 6 Tuesday. they, you know, I think a little bit more creativity would come mm-hmm. out with that. As sure. Well, which you again very much are mm-hmm. that way. Um anyway. So uh yeah, that's that's cool. Um
1: hmm. There's so many rabbit trails if you go down. I will say I found, is it the This is the Enneagram Institute.
0: Yes, this one is the Enneagram
1: Institute. I'm I'm trying to remember if it's this one. Um, I sent to my our life group is kind of talking through this as a um, casual study, but I sent my my group um, a link that shows how each number interacts with with other numbers, and I think maybe specifically in relationships. But that was fascinating, Um, just just to see the dynamic because you can find out. um, A it can help if you have if you have some each numbers each set of numbers has like probably similarities that can help you. Oh, when you find these commonalities, this is how you can relate to those people and talk to them. And, um, even for like the workplace, I think for you and I like to understand, Oh, when I say this, what you're hearing is, you know, whether it feels like criticism or whether it feels like, Oh yeah. And, and let's be honest. I mean,
0: let's be, let's be transparent, Carrie. Yeah. Um, I'll we, let you
1: be transparent.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's more like it. Right. Uh, There's definitely been times in our relationship, again, a very long-term relationship, and I wouldn't even say so much recently, but that we've had disagreements, misunderstandings, yeah. whatever that might be. Yes. And um, absolutely, I think in some cases, it's the classic case of you heard, we heard, it's the same words, but we heard it. Or felt it yeah. differently. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, that I agree with you. That is the wisdom of the enneagram. That is right. the wisdom of being able to say. And, and let's and let's be honest. All of us, no matter what number we are, we are trying to protect ourselves. Yeah. Um, and so I think we automatically default to self-preservation. Right. Protect. <laughs> right. This thing. Um, and except that the Bible calls us to be, to have a two way street and to keep our, our, um, grievances on a short list right. and, and really be able to move beyond that and just accept yeah. people for where they're at. Right? right. Um,
1: I don't know if you guys have listened to Brene Brown at all. Um, but again, there's things that I realize now that I've heard advice that I've heard people give that I realized for me is a 3 is significant. So I think she's the one that said one year maybe at the Global Leadership Summit um that when you're giving advice to someone it helps to give to start with con- like positive yeah. feedback, something that they're doing well and then to go into the constructive criticism um and I think for a 3 that's really important because they need to they need to know that you're like validating and um that you see something positive they're doing and then it's much easier for me to accept criticism because I think otherwise sometimes criticism can feel like, like you're saying that I'm failing, that I'm screwing yes. something up. And then I take yes. that very, I can look back, I can see certain times in my life where I like disproportionately reacted to something. Cause I felt like I was, that I, like the, my mistake was a huge failure. And then I just felt this guilt mm-hmm. and kind of shame, which I think is a part of what threes and mm-hmm. anyone in the heart triad probably struggles mm-hmm. with that feeling of shame.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's true. And that's good. And, uh, yeah, I would agree. Um, how we approach conversations, like we talked about with the one, like if someone's going to come to me, mm-hmm. please don't patronize. Right. Please don't say, oh, that's okay. It was fine. It was good. Like that will just start me on this defensive kind of. Yes. Yeah. So um, so that's good. Um, so I guess as we wrap up, like, you know, what other like final words, messages, thoughts about um, – the three, um, anything that we've left out talking about, something that would be helpful, maybe even resources that would be helpful for people. Oh, that's a good idea.
1: Um, I know I mentioned the, the that book, Mark Buchanan's The Rest of God. Yeah. Um, Is that Mark Buchanan? I'm pretty sure yeah. it's okay. Mark. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll have to I'll double check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are wrong, I, I will. Order. Um, and I guess this goes back to what we already talked about a little bit, Tom. Um. With being able to take rest to make space to grow with God, um, Mark McKinnon. Okay, yeah. awesome. Um, good that validates me. That's right. You're right. Um, I think too. So the the three the three also is has a lot of feelings in the heart triad, but sometimes can kind of, you know, suppress those and they can be aware of other people's feelings maybe, but then struggle to to pinpoint their own. Um, and I think part of that is for a three and maybe with other numbers, but you kind of view certain emotions or feelings as just being wrong or bad to have. And so it's interesting. I think you I think you had put this in one of the resources for the threes. You said that threes can be hostile sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading that and being like, no, threes aren't hostile. I'm not, I'm not hostile. But then I could look back and I could see these moments where I think I like way overreacted to something or like really felt um so I almost think what happens for threes sometimes is you're kind of the same thing as the nine, though. You're stuffing, 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 and then all of a sudden you're like, I have tried so hard for so long to be what other people think or what I think other people need, and then it kind of becomes explosive. So I guess maybe my suggestion would be even to just pay attention to when you have those big reactions and to say. Okay, let's like maybe let's sit and name what I'm actually feeling so that I could be honest about what I'm feeling and then it doesn't have to become this huge I don't know. It, yeah. You know, you can process it that way. Yeah. Um that's good. And find people who let you be find people who let you be yourself. I'm I was telling my friend this week um I was like, "Thank you for just being a safe place for me because I think threes definitely need people who when when they're when the emotions or the feelings or the things about themselves that they don't want to leak out happen to leak out, like they need someone who's going to be like, you're okay. Like Mm -hmm. we'll get through this. We Mm -hmm. love you anyway. You know, Mm -hmm. you're, this is, you're human. So. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I love you and I love how God wired you and love, you know, our uh, working relationship. And, um, and again, I, I, bottom line (coughs) is for everybody who, might be listening to this, Um, maybe it's not you, but you know, there's someone in your life that is. Yeah. Um, And hopefully, you know, stuff like that we talk through with our numbers, like it gives people insight as to, you know, what they're thinking, feeling and... Definitely.
1: Whatever. So... I'd like to meet some more threes. So if you're out there and you're a three, come talk to me.
0: Yeah, we didn't have a pool of people that we we knew. I felt a little lonely. But that's okay. Not that
1: I mind the spotlight. but I do
0: know that there's some people out there who were like after Sunday were like, I could
1: be a three. I'm not
0: really sure. Um, So if you are, let us know. We would love to know that.
1: I did hear threes sometimes misidentify themselves because of that like self-deceit. It's easy for them to be like. I can be a nine if I need to be, I can yep. be, you know, if that's what someone else There's wants also me to a be thing out there that a lot of times
0: people confuse eights and threes or, or people oh. confuse that whether they are an eight or a three. Okay. Uh, and I could see, and I could see that too. Um, sure. Again, it's a very strong promoted image of yourself. Um, right. Right. And so intend and to be passionate. I mean, we're, again, we all this is, see this is the hard thing. We're all passionate about something no matter yeah. what number. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, some are more demonstrative, and yet you go down the enneagram journey. Like there is, there's like the outward like numbers. There's like the yes. inward numbers. There's the st- you know the right repressed numbers. It's so much. To I know. It. So, I, know. I guess you know that's a good segue into there are resources that are much better than us. Um, just keep pointing you back to the road back to you was a great starting point. There are various books that come off of that, like the path, the path between us, which talks about how numbers relate. Yes. And also
1: I think we may have mentioned, um, is it Zach Tyler? Zach Tyler. He has, he has um, the, each number like a devotion, but also Sus- Suzanne Stabile has one as well. And I love that hers are each written by the number, that they that are that represents them so yeah. um i've read i've read the three and the four in that series and i thought that was great too um yeah. i i want to say that's on ivp on their, okay. we, on their website so yeah
0: comments. um also like if you're a podcaster like me there's a bunch out there like typology which is Moore more cron yep um uh, there's another one i've been listening to uh but but go and search those and we've put a couple of those um as resources on our page, ctchope.com slash Enneagram. So with all that said and done, Carrie, thank you for being my guest today.
1: Well, you're welcome, Tom. (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, next week, we're going to talk about the twos. I think this actually is going to be a really interesting Sunday. Um, I'm actually really excited to talk about this. A very interesting number for sure. Awesome. So until next week,
1: We'll see you later. Later.